and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. It's our last one for this week. That means we tried double, double, double hard and put extra, extra effort in. And let's... Uh, in theory. Yep. Let's begin with your uh, news alert to uh, me and John the Catholic last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that follows up something. I think we mentioned this in passing the other day. I think we did. And it turns out, not only uh, were, were you right about it, but I'm trying to think of, and I haven't read much about it, just, I just know the headline, that, that baseball is uh, in a panic because – you know, that rule that they've had I guess, for a long time, everybody's gone by at every stadium. You see it at minor league parks, too. No beer sales after the seventh inning so that uh, you're a bit less tanked when you get in the car and drive home so that you don't kill yourself or or anyone else. All right, yeah, usually like to, I think the, the rule of thumb is you got to be in line by the time they start the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's as a rule of thumb. Right. And because the games are now quicker, the seventh inning arrives sooner, and therefore, in the main, you have less beer sales. And so, how do you fix that? Well, the answer is you change the rules. And so, they've now pushed it to the eighth inning, <laughs> which not, not only, of course, does that start to defeat the original idea of the rule for safety's sake, but since the innings do click by quicker, not only are you going to the eighth inning, but from the eighth to the ninth inning is a shorter amount of time than it used to be. So you've, it's really not just 50% faster if you go, well, okay, they were going to cut it off for the last two innings. Now they're cutting it off for the last one. No, it's more than half because the innings go by faster if you follow the math there and, and, this and is, reserving the right to go even longer than that yeah, if they wish right and, and and this is my my question here's your question if and when yeah someone leaves the ballpark yes and uh kills themselves or someone else a family of four, and it can sure. be easily demonstrated sure. that they bought beer you know, late in the game. Five seconds before they head to the parking lot? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes. And since there's video of everything everywhere, there will be video evidence of you buying a beer if someone yeah, Grabbing down. an ice house and chugging it going out gate D. Sure, they'll yep. have that. They'll, 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 you know, there'll be no way to deny it. It, it just seems to me like this is a uh, trial lawyer's dream. Well, if you like that, then I would uh, interest you in the statement from Aaron Payton, who is the regional executive director for Mothers Against Drunk Driving. I don't know which region this is because I didn't clip that part out, but I think it's a really excellent quote. Are you ready? Go. If it cuts off sales in the seventh inning, the eighth inning, or the ninth inning, that really doesn't affect our stance because regardless, we just don't want people to drink alcohol and then drive home from the game. Let me read that again. If it cuts off sales in the seventh inning, the eighth inning, or the ninth inning, that really doesn't affect our stance because regardless, we just don't want people to drink alcohol and then drive home from the game. Well, I think, uh, I think we're a bit more nuanced than that and I think so. are explaining why the rule change is a bad idea because, of <laughs> course, 
that statement would lead you to believe that someone who drinks a beer in the first inning is yeah. just as dangerous on the roads as someone who drinks. But yeah. so, um, yeah. well, you know, uh, putting that aside as not being the official stance of uh, everyone who thinks this is a dumb idea. Oh, it's just someone again, who's you, the regional director of one of the chapters of Mothers Against Drunk. I find it exceptionally like, did we really run that through the communications team before we threw that out? Or yeah. what happened there? I'd just like to know. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, it's just, uh, it, 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 it is always about the, uh, the money and we'll see whether, whether this works out. I'm a personal responsibility guy. And I think that, you know, if you do that and you get to take part, but I also think that there are certain, there's certain things that you have to do as well. I think you have to meet people halfway on this. And I, I want that to, God forbid some team would not be able to charge you $12 for, you know, a 20 ounce beer. I would just be, I would feel awful if that were to happen. Well, that is the, the uh, ultimate outcome of this to get, <laughs> Truly. To, to get the revenues back to where they were when beer sales were cut off earlier in the game, they'll just raise the price overall. So even a lesser amount in total. To, all right. We've, uh, we, I, I, I did we, see that. I think Darren Ravel had this tweeted out. They have a 25 inch inch. Uh, I think it's a 25 inch bat that you can buy. It's glass or plastic at the Chicago Cubs games. They fill it up with beer. It's 25 ounces of beer, $33. And you get to keep, of course, the bat as a commemorative gift from your North side champions, the Chicago Cubs. $33. Wait, so that, yeah, that that helps you in in two different areas. One, you get tanked up more easily because you got more beer. And right. number two, you already have a weapon. Correct. With which to beat your wife. That's right. It's dumb. you don't have to reach for it. You drink it. You're bombed. You beat the wife. All right. We've we've beaten this subject. Uh, Speaking probably. of which, yeah, I think that's we drained all we could out of that one. Yeah, that's what she said. Hey. Hey, hey, watch it. All right, number one. Uh, Republican state legislatures continuing to fuck up America. Oh, I saw that. Uh, number two. Trump forever? Yeah. Uh, number three. New dirt report on Rupert. Oh, it's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden has never heard of the potato famine in Ireland, apparently. Oh, yeah, sure. Aaron Rodgers gets a new team. Uh-huh. And uh hey Rhonda, it's raining in Fort Lauderdale. Give him a call. That's bad. Uh let's just start right off the top. I want to hear about the uh Republican state legislatures continuing to fuck over America. Yeah. Um and we're uh, we're experiencing that here where where we are in North Carolina. We're one of the several ground zeros for this. And there's a uh, great explanatory piece about this uh, phenom in the New York Times this day. Of course, they center on Tennessee right now because Tennessee is uh, so much in the news. Um, but I did not realize this. The statistic that just blew me away, 40% of all state House legislative races across the country, 40% of them are unopposed. Mm. <laughs> so the, just that baseline, forget that uh, gerrymandered districts 
drawn intentionally to uh, favor, and usually this is Republicans these days, uh, make sure that there's at least a 58, 60, 65 percent, 70 percent unbeatable Republican registration percentage in the district so that the Republican wins. That's not good enough, okay? Because if you run unopposed, you win 100% to nothing. And that happens uh, in so many places because it's a hopeless case and people don't want these jobs anyway because they pay shitty. They ruin your day job if you aren't rich enough and haven't retired from selling off that car dealership you inherited from daddy as a, a, a young yeah. man in 1974 and milked it. And now you're in the state legislature. Um, so that's a problem. And anyway, this has uh, exacerbated itself throughout uh, several states, including Wisconsin, including Tennessee, including North Carolina, including Ohio. And we are watching very, very closely whether what just happened in Tennessee will be the beginning of something and it won't be the beginning of the end of Republican dominance of the Tennessee legislature overnight. It doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't work that way. And in North Carolina, where we just and uh, we're in the news because we had one woman who ran as a Democrat in the Charlotte area uh, a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and she won big. She's a Democrat, Democratic uh, area, over 60% of the vote she got. And uh, they were mean to her. They were mean to her in Raleigh, Brad. She's decided to. They threw pickles at her in the lunchroom. They gave her a wedgie. Right. They did all sorts of bad things. So she switched parties. Right. No, she's playing the old, uh, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me because this is a woman who was out of the legislature for six years. And she just couldn't understand that when she came back, It just wasn't the same place. The same people weren't there anymore. And uh, she thought she wasn't being treated with enough respect. And you know what? That's probably all true. But what the fuck happened to this really, really old man on the porch idea that when you run for public office, it isn't about how you feel about yourself. Well, it's about serving the people that particularly voted for you, but it's about serving all of the people in your yeah, district, whether they voted for you or not. That's a, I know that's a crazy, that's an idealistic, that's that's a Senator Jeff Smith. <laughs> Mr. Smith goes to Washington. No, it's uh, not. Uh, it's Taylor's, not. Uh, Taylor's lying about me, folks. No, yeah. listen, uh, there's. I think it's perfectly reasonable that someone is mean to you. You fuck over 9 million people. And I don't know what you don't get about that. I don't know why that is. I, I, that, that sounds completely and totally reasonable. And of course, the people who bring her on over, you come here, Tricia. You come here. Can you explain that to me, sir? I don't understand what you just said. Uh, you just joined the fuck your feelings crowd, but okay, Miss Gotham, you have a lovely day. Yeah. Uh, so, as a result of that, I think we're fighting the transgender war now in our legislature. I think the Republicans are going after the, hey, we're not going to let dudes who were assigned dude at birth swim in a swim meet in high school. I think that's what we're currently working our way through. Yeah. Again, helping everyday economic issues that North Carolina families are feeling. 
<laughs> I think that's the current war that we're going through in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, we uh, we shall see whether all this culture war crap has any traction when it comes time uh, for the elections because it fell flat. It laid there like a dead chicken in 2022 yeah. among Republican candidates across the country who yeah. ran that way. Everywhere, well, kind of except North Carolina. <clears throat> but that's a different well, discussion. Ted Bud, different Ted issue, a, Ted completely a different issue. I, I will say this, and I was talking about this with my friend Brian Williams on our wrestling podcast. At least Ted Bud, since he's been elected, has had the decency to shut the fuck up, Right. I mean, he's he's hiding back there. He's not throwing bombs. I guess he's waiting for his moment. At least he's been able to kind of not draw attention to his stupidity and his lack of knowledge about anything, and he's just kind of back there yeah. right now. That's what we give credit to. Hey, with Ted Bud, the bar is so low. Someone yeah. knowing when to shut up. Now, uh, a big problem for the Democrats, at least uh, today it does seem, that Poor, addled Diane Feinstein yeah. just can't bring herself to yeah. get off the stage. She just can't do it. You are you are pulling a Ruth Bader Ginsburg in real time in front of everyone. It's true. Where Ruth Bader Ginsburg would not step aside several years earlier so that Barack Obama could appoint her successor and we don't have to go through the whole history of what that resulted in but it was and bad diane, diane feinstein's 89 yeah and uh, she can't get it done and she's been gone from the senate for a whole month because uh, as you know from the commercials shingles don't care shingles don't care and the first problem is we have to teach shingles how to care Okay, but since we can't seem to get that done, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, when we had prayer in school, shingles gave a shit. Right. I'll be honest with you. Right. God damn shingles. Just a, you're just a bastard. Just did you take no that? Uh, did you take shingrix? Did you take the, the vaccine? Yeah, I got it. What'd you think of that? Boy, that second dose kicked my ass. Because you're a wuss. No. It didn't bother me at all. Oh, it was, I was sweaty and achy and whoo boy, that second dose. Will get I, you. I did a triathlon. Oh, did you? Two hours after I got my second shot. Oh, you're an asshole. No, it was, it's, it's rough, but I'll tell you what, it beats the shit out of having shingles. So because she's been gone for the last month, the Democrats have been unable numerically to uh, keep approving judges at the record rate that they need to keep. Um, approving them to at least try to uh, counterbalance the disasters that Donald Trump got pushed through, courtesy of uh, Mitch McConnell and company during the four years that that he was in office, and uh, they've got a backup now in the Senate. So uh, if she would just resign and get out, and then Gavin Newsom would uh, instantly uh, put someone in her place, and uh, the process would continue. So she's agreed to step aside from the Judiciary Committee only, and that does kind of solve that problem. But she just can't leave the office completely. We've got begging strips. We've got begging strips for Old Yeller leading all the way to the back of the building. 
Yeah. But we just we can't get old Yeller to head back there. You know, one of the great things <laughs> one of the great things about some of our heroes, the true heroes in sports, is that they knew when to get off the stage. They knew when to retire. That's true. The, the great ones. But some of them uh, didn't. If, if, there, them if did there's not. any if there's any black mark on Michael Jordan's That's correct record it's that he uh, stupidly came back but he was so great when he was there that that um, doesn't matter that's right so he doesn't count but uh um you know the the jim browns and the sandy koufaxes that's right yeah and the 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 bill russells and the the people who who jim brown they, they got it done and 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 that was it and they yeah. walked away i know we're using uh well we're using athletic well, here, here's one that's here, yeah. Here's one that's way even more current. Like Cal Ripken Jr. Cal Ripken Jr. stayed maybe just a slight touch, but not much more. Ready to go, getting out of the way, done. Yeah, and, and that was uh, only thirty years ago. So uh, you know, really current reference. I mean, I I can't put my myself into the mind of an eighty nine year old. I'm not quite there yet. Um, but to be thinking that way and to be so selfish. So selfish when you know what is at stake, you are about to blow whatever reputation you had for all these years. Diane yeah. Feinstein, yeah. and she was a she was a remarkable politician, and you know we don't have to go through her history either. But um, why do you have to fuck it up at the end? What are you doing? It's kind what of the most. Dem- it's almost the most Democratic Party thing ever. Is like there's there's just there, there's some good news on inflation. Everything seems to be okay right now. Everything's kind of evening out. And then you kind of you kick your own ass with some bullshit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is the kind of thing that, you know, it's not going to change your life or my life day to day. We understand that. But that's right. that's not the point. Just do the right thing. Yeah, do home. the right thing for the group. Okay. <laughs> it's not about you. Like, the not Barbara, about the you. Barbara Boxer example was was fantastic, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm out. I'm done. I'll see you guys. I'll start a podcast. That's, that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she can always go play minor league baseball. There's no reason not to. Do that. You know, those right. banana bananas are huge. Uh, you want to do new dirt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because it is it is kind of delicious, and it makes me feel like a uh, super bitchy, but I do love it. I can't get enough of it, honestly. Yeah, yeah here we go. There are portals that are being opened to the inner workings of the Murdoch family that we've never seen before. Yeah. Now, Brian Stelter, who got canned from from CNN, he's going to be covering the trial for Vanity Fair, and he's already starting to write some things. And I, uh, I did a deep dive, uh, did heavy research about an hour ago, which means I spent you know, five minutes on Google. Oh, good for you. Uh, that's what research is these days, yeah, sure. right? It works, yeah. And it is amazing. No one has not only a definitive answer, but they're not even talking about the possibility or probability or impossibility of the Fox Dominion trial being televised. And this is a in federal court. And federal courts usually don't allow cameras, but... In the world in which we live in, everything can be decided by the judge. He can make a decision. He can say there's enough public interest in this that it needs to be seen. And it's going to be the same with all of the Trump trials. I mean, I cannot imagine 
in the year 2023 or beyond that with all the technology that we live with every day that is a part of our lives, that we would be confined to having to listen every day to what reporters who are in the courtroom as stenographers say, this is what happened today, and then have court drawings done by artists so that we can see what, I mean, I cannot believe we're going to, it's going to be like, you know, 1912. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Be, be ready for that because, uh, um, I guess that that's possible, but man, nobody's talking about that one yet. You look it up, you, you'd be amazed. Yeah. You might see one or two columns where people are saying we have to show this, but that's not the same as having any information on whether the trial is going to be televised but it, it it certainly should be at least you can see it on fox nation our yeah. sister station streaming on fox nation yeah sure. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your dreams right okay so uh here's some new dirt here this is a great one and, and, and by the way did you see I, I i put this up i bumped into it yesterday the la times before we get to rupert murdoch we have to talk about the uh the sad death that we learned of last week of uh the other great media mogul, Logan Roy. Yeah. Uh, the LA Times wrote an obituary of Logan Roy as if he was a real guy. Spoiler and it's, alert. it's so perfect. It's so perfectly written. It's just great. It's on my Facebook page uh, and it's in the, uh, the LA Times. You can find it pretty easily there. They do such a, a, a perfect job of writing it the way you would see a an obituary written about a really, really famous person. Anyway, back to the uh, the real one, a, a, a Rupert Murdoch drill down here. And he was going to get married to this woman named Leslie and Leslie Smith, right? Ann and Leslie uh, Smith. Yeah. And, and so that went down the toilet. What about a week ago? I think she's uh, spry 67 years old, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Gabriel Sherman also writing in Vanity Fair says, after interviewing dozens of people for the story, I was struck by how sad the Murdoch scene, all of them, sees a parallel between King Midas and Murdoch, built a great fortune, but destroyed virtually everything he touched, his family included in the process. Interesting. Uh, of course, when you're 92, chances are pretty good you've had a lot of medical issues, and we don't know that much about the health of Rupert Murdoch, a lot of unreported medical issues. And uh, there's a lot of stuff in here about him marrying Jerry Hall, who, of course, married uh, Mick Jagger. Many, many strangely years enough, ago. Uh, the the stupid kids who can't get together on anything they all they all love Jerry Hall. Yeah, and the lady yeah. before that they didn't like so much. Through sources, Gabriel Sherman shares how Murdoch had her hotel room filled with flowers and chocolates prior to their first date. Yeah, a lunch in New York. He proposed by promising he wouldn't be unfaithful like Mick Jagger had been Gabriel Sherman paints Jerry Hall as a caring and dutiful wife who spoon fed Murdoch for months after he broke his back in a 2018 fall on a yacht. Now, doesn't this have a, now doesn't this will, this will hit home for you. Doesn't this have a Sumner Redstone quality to it? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Even, even worse though. Cause he didn't have a, a, a faithful wife. No, okay? I didn't. No, but he had just a bunch, probably a bunch of uh, had, rotating bunch of servants feeding him. Oh stuff. no, he 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 had uh, 
hanger on bimbos who are trying uh, to steal his money. Same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't think this lives up even nothing lives up to the Sumner Redstone story. That's the, 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 but, the but the idea that they just kept him hanging on as a shell of himself drooling yeah, for yeah. for years and years. Right. Um but when you fall on your yacht, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. Isn't it like isn't that like the uh it's kind of like the Republican dream. Isn't it like if, if you if you could figure out how you wanted to die, it would be there's some guy in a trailer park somewhere in Alabama who's dreaming of getting a yacht, falling on it, cracking his head open, and just dying right there. At least he died doing what he wanted to do. He was That's on his right. yacht. Yeah. Last June, while waiting for Murdoch to arrive at their Oxfordshire estate, uh, she got an email from Murdoch calling an end to things. Jerry Hall did. Yeah. We here's what the email said. We have certainly had some good times, but I have much to do. God. What does it That's mean? It. We're out. What, what much is it that you have to do? Uh, Gabriel Sherman details how Mick Jagger's security people helped her, Jerry Hall, disable cameras that were recording her in the home that she got in the divorce. So I that. guess the assumption was that he would still want to be looking at her yeah. through security cameras in the house after he divorced her sure no ticky no shirty i'm sorry pal if you ain't paying the freight no more you don't get to look at the goods and by right. the way mick jagger turns out to be the good guy in this one letting his security people help disable those cameras that's what a mensch that's right yeah 100 well, you, you, know, you know what they could have done with those cameras they could have painted it black each one <laughs> i see what you did there that's <laughs> good. all right paint that's it black fine. Yeah. no they took a couple of them so they had some sticky fingers for sure <laughs> you see those are songs by the rolling Stones. <laughs> god almighty <laughs> and it's weird how like they have cameras now but they couldn't have cameras back in the day catching someone i don't know floating in a pool and dying anyway i just had a thought that i had Okay, that is deep dive shit. That's not that deep. All right, get to Ann Leslie Smith, though. Will you bring us up to the, the current dumpy? That's all I got. I, 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 oh, I but he said that the stories are all over the place and he got rid of her because she turned into a religious nut. She really felt like Tucker Carlson was a messenger from God. And yeah. even Rupert was like, uh. Well, wait a minute. So no. think about, so the screening process when Rupert is uh, on I assume he meets people on dating sites like everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on grinder. And, and, and if on your profile you mention that you love Tucker Carlson, you think he's right. speaking God Swipe right, right to you. Yeah. So Rupert clicked the right way, right? Yeah. He yeah. Thought was- Swipe right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he thought, well, this is uh, pretty good. And then it turned out, and we know just from all of the uh, information that's been divulged in the discovery process that he knew Trump was full of shit. He knew the, he knew the election wasn't stolen. So then she it gets probably dumped. makes sense that he figured out that this woman was out of her fucking mind too. And decided Even for people who want to be like super rich and have access to a lot of money. Uh, it's, it's difficult for him to say goodbye at this point. Cause there's only so many of them that want to crawl on top of that thing. And then maybe she's agreed to the prenup. So you got there, and she's very attractive, right? And then you decide, uh, this is I can't, uh, I got, I got to peace out. 
I can't. If you think that Tucker Carlson was a messenger from God, that's that's a deal breaker. I got to go. Well, as always, we wish them well. Oh, yeah, without question. I think they'll both. She was kind of weird, though. I think she's one of these people that was like she's a meditation leader and into, I don't know if she's into crystals or some shit like that. But, yeah, she was always kind of yeah. odd, strange. You know. All right, here you go. Trump forever. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden's never heard of the potato famine in Ireland, apparently. Aaron Rodgers gets a new team. And uh, hey, Rhonda, it's a raining in Fort Lickerdale. Let's do um, uh, Biden in Ireland. Joe, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., slightly more Irish than Barack Obama. Uh, uh, Joe Biden, Ireland. first of all, this is not an arguable point. He is the most Irish president ever. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, let's see. It, 10 of his 16 great-great-grandparents are from Ireland, okay? Yeah, sounds like. All right, so, and uh, they quote a genealogist from Dublin, the director of the Irish Family History Center, Fiona Fitzsimmons, a perfect name, who uh, traced it all back. So he does not have to go on the uh, Finding Your Roots show with Skip Gates on public broadcasting. It's already been done. It's already been done for him. But here's the uh, here's the point here. Uh, Joe Biden made a speech, I think, before uh, the uh, the uh, folks in, I guess, the the Irish government. And that was fine. But the, the quote is he's not quite sure. Quote, I don't know why the hell my ancestors left here. It's beautiful. Oh. I'm sure it's a very nice place. Well, there was a fucking potato famine oh. in the 19th century and everybody left. Well, Everybody fucking left that could get out, Joe. I don't think he literally means he doesn't know why they left. He's just like, hey, this is so beautiful. Why would any? I think that's what he means. He's not. He's not going to remind them of bad times. Hey, they would have stayed here if you guys could fucking grow anything. Hey, you bastards. Or you'll make any excuse for this gaff-ridden, senile old coot, won't you? <laughs> uh, he's having a good time over there. I mean, he's where they worship him as a god. Yeah. Now, did he go back? I think he in, in 2016, he went to this famous Irish pub. Yeah. And of course, you know, ever since then, they've had the pictures up of him. And I'll bet he went back to the same place. Probably so. But he went back to the same place. Getting drunk as a bicycle over there. Just going yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Biden in Ireland. All right. Enough of that. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets himself a, a new team. It's yeah. not what you think it is. His new team is the RFK Junior for President team. Oh, well, that sounds about right. That's exactly right. Because if you recall, and I know you do, Aaron Rodgers had some uh, vaccine hesitancy and dishonesty problems a couple of years ago. Remember that? He lied and said he'd been vaccinated when he when he hadn't. And then he said, well, fuck it. Well, I don't need to get one and sat out game, all that bullshit. Well, RFK Jr. Yeah, that's his gig. That's his shtick. That's his platform. He was loony before it was cool. Yeah. 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 So Aaron Rodgers appears to endorse RFK Jr.'s in his Instagram stories account. He reposted a reel from a friend of his who has a podcast named Aubrey Marcus yeah, and uh, all three are staunch anti-vax buddies. There you go. 
Is this supposed to be is the idea behind the RFK Jr. campaign that this is supposed to be this supposed to I don't know this supposed to unify the really dumb asses on the left with the really big dumb asses on the right? Is that the idea? Uh, Well, look, help me. I think I can. uh, I think I can uh, say with. 100% 100% assuredness that this is not about RFK Jr. becoming the next president of the United States. <laughs> what do you think it's about, Brad? This is about trying any way possible to disrupt or fuck with Joe Biden. Yeah, I see that. At any level. Because remember, this is a Steve Bannon production at its core. RFK Jr was pushed by Steve Bannon, who RFK Jr. apparently talks to, which tells you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. And Bannon said, get in there and see if you can get on some primary ballots somewhere. And God forbid, challenge him to a debate, which, of course, Joe Biden's never going to debate RFK Jr. But but do that. And then when Biden says, he's afraid to debate me, or as RFK Jr. will say, he's afraid to and what happened there? I was going to ask if he still has the thing yes, on the talk. It sounds like uh, air escaping a balloon or something when he tries to talk. Yeah, he's got some kind of some kind of disease, and we feel we feel. Well, for it's all because the, he got a flu shot one time, and it destroyed and wrecked his that's voice. It. Yeah. You can tell the, right. you can tell the truth about this, right? Right. But I'm not sure whether Aaron Rodgers has uh, calculated this out because I'm not sure that this helps his negotiating position as he shops around i think he i think these guys and i think he's one of them and there are a few others who have said yeah i just i i don't want to do politics i just i just don't and then they jump tits deep into politics and they wonder why everybody hey i'm not doing politics i'm not a political guy i don't know what's wrong with you guys and they continue to take political stance after and stupid really stupid uninformed uneducated indefensible uh, political stances. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's raining in Florida, Rhonda. Where are you? Yeah, it's uh, bad. They've, uh, I mean, I've 10 inches of rain at the Fort Lauderdale airport. They closed it. Won't be open until Thursday. It's really uh, a mess down there. And the mayor of Fort Lauderdale was asked if he's heard from Ron DeSantis yet. And he said, uh-uh, DeSantis didn't call. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm sure he's very interested. By the way, the name of the uh, mayor is Dean Trentalis. So I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm sure he's very interested in what's going on here. We're happy to work with his office. In the meantime, yeah. the state agency, will work on, but the governor needs to be a little bit involved. But Okay, so let's try to figure this one out for a second. Yeah, this when, is tough. When the hurricane hit on the other side of Florida, Ron DeSantis was there fast, and he got a lot of credit yeah. for for uh, showing up quickly in those uh, kind of goofy-looking boots. <clears throat> yeah, those were good, right? Yeah. And uh, to this day, apparently, he gets credit for responding appropriately and getting one of those uh, long bridges built back really fast so people could move around. I'm sure it's still a mess. Oh, on sure. That, on that side of Florida. But anyway, that's the that's the point. So over here, now we're on the other side of Florida, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, I don't know why he would not be all over this equally. 
I don't understand that for for a second, unless you want to say, well, Broward County is uh, a Democratic county, and it it has been for a long time. It didn't completely fall apart like Miami Dade. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, of course. Uh, we have to punish them <laughs> in a case of uh, <laughs> of an emergency like this. It's just well, there, there's probably it's just a not kid. a good look. It's not a good look for for DeSantis. And you know we're we're big DeSantis fans on this podcast. Oh no, yeah, you it. governor, please get in the game. Uh, yeah. That's our message. Yeah, uh, there's probably somebody who's being uh, victimized by a trans kid somewhere. It's like called the wild, and he hears them, and he has to run to them. And that's why he's been distracted and not able to help the good people well, of Fort Lauderdale. Once again, you you missed the point. He's at libraries finding yeah. library books right. to yank out. <laughs> what? There's okay. the N word in this Mark Twain book. Get this out of here. Yeah. Or keep it. I don't know. That I don't know. That may be a chance for them to go. Well, I, we kind of like this one. We didn't like that Mark Twain guy, but he uses the N word, so he's our guy now. That's it. Do you remember the Jesse Helms episode that I got on on CNN when I prank called and they were talking about the N-word, about how Mark Twain used to use it? Do you remember that? No. Yeah. We had video of it. I mean, we had audio. You played it on your show on Rock 92. Mm. Oh, like I remember on- Brett. Come on. That was 30 years ago. It was 20, yeah, 28. Uh, but anyway, there was a discussion about the N-word. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Helms said the, the worst beating he ever took from his father is when his father heard him say the N-word. And then he and, and Bob Lehrer had a discussion about, well, it's in literature. I mean, Mark Twain used it. <laughs> Do you mean Jim Lehrer? Yeah, 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 him, that guy. No, I, I mean Bob Novak is what I meant. That's what I was trying to go. I was going oh, Bob, Novak. Bob, Bob Novak hosted, which makes more sense anyway. So they had a uh, discussion about that, about, well, you know, it's in literature. Like completely ignoring the fact that the people who use that word in, in the Mark Twain books were the most evil, vile, corrupt villains i mean with absolute intent of the book right the well, ones that but, were but you ignore the fact that mark twain founded the ku klux klan that, well, i do ignore that i do you don't know your that. history and uh, obviously you're part of a generation that just didn't learn its history <laughs> and we miss you bob novak the prince of darkness yeah yeah we you got that name for covering night shift in uh in journalism back when he was actually a a real print journalist. Yeah. We had him on our show. He's on the Brad and Brit show on FM talk 101.1 WZTK. Bob Novak. Yeah. I think Bob Novak was on there one time. He was, it was one of his late books. One of the, one of the last there's books he ever one, wrote. There's another one. I don't remember. <laughs> that was one of those that Kevin Miller didn't block us from getting uh, on. <laughs> well, you know what? Why did Biden's relatives leave Ireland? Oh, <laughs> I don't understand. It's so beautiful here. It Everything's great. So, so, why would anybody leave? It, 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 it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> why did your ancestors leave Egypt? I mean, it's perfect in Egypt. It's great. I don't know why they ever got out. It, it, you know, it's warm. It's dry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? They got these beautiful pyramids. I don't know who built those, but goddamn, they're really nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have we left anything on the table here? Well, Trump forever. Oh yeah, yeah. Trump forever, right. and we we've saved the the main event to last. The uh, yeah. last uh, morsel this, this we is, talk about. And, Trump. and by the way, the uh, sub headline of Trump is forever is how to ruin your day with this one weird trick. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> here's the argument, and and this is from uh, the folks at the Bulwark. Oh yeah. 
Republicans have talked themselves into believing that 2024 is absolutely positively the last time they're going to have to deal with Trump. And one of the writers for the bulwark named Benji Sarlin brought the room down by arguing that even if Trump loses in 24, he might run again in 28 actuarial tables be damned. That would be is great. that possible? Absolutely. If Trump loses in 24, he could easily mount another campaign. Although this is as much of an indictment of Don Jr. as a possible heir as anything else. <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> Let me take this a step further. During the Republican primaries, one of the arguments that Republicans are going to deploy against Trump as a way of passively challenging him will be to say something along the lines of Trump is great. But if Trump is the nominee, we only get four years out of him because he couldn't run for reelection in 2028. We need a Republican nominee who can give us eight years. Well, this is what Mr. Sarlin thinks that Trump would say to that. And I guess I have to kind of do the voice as much as I can here. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that actually I could run again. I was treated so unfairly during my first term, the Russia hoax, the witch hunt, the lovers, more unfairly than any president in history. Then he'd do that big sniff. <laughs> By the way, did you see how many times he did the sniff with Tucker Carlson? Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, that's my God. That's a lot. It's like oh it, for the first time he can smell his own bullshit, right? Yeah. And so... I should get a third term. Let me tell you, we're looking into it, and we'll have a statement very soon. It'll be a strong statement, and I think a lot of you are going to be very happy with it. In response, in response, the Republican challengers will gape and sputter and twist their toes in the dirt, but they won't say that the third term, term is impossible. Elite Republicans in elected office will decline to comment. The various precincts of conservatism incorporated will either ignore his claim coyly play along with it or roll their eyes and say well of course this is nonsense so it doesn't matter trump just says stuff but here's the problem with the trump just says stuff he already said that in 2020 okay so in wisconsin at a rally in august of 20 he said we're going to win four more years and then after that we'll go for another four years because they spied on my campaign we should get a redo of four years the fans went crazy so he's set this up before what's what's a depressing idea is it not what's the math like i get this because the clock starts here i don't i don't follow the math it's it's i get to run for a third term oh right because i was treated so unfairly that's true yeah and robbed of what should have been my reelection in 2020, which would have been my second term. And by the way, before I lost that election, which I didn't lose, I let you know that I was already going to go for a third consecutive term, which would be 2024, had I not been robbed yeah. of 2020. And so therefore, if I win in 2024, we just move that out another four years and I should get to run for reelection, even though the rules are against it right now in yeah. the constitution. And as you know, so far at this hour, even with just one indictment under his belt, you cannot at any level say Donald Trump has been held accountable for anything he has done. Right. He has said, or That's he correct. has alleged, or he has predicted for himself so far in the 70 
five years, whatever the fuck he is. So, and you can't say that he would he would not win in twenty twenty four. I mean, you can't he, say he that. Not. If if he's, he's the uh, nominee, he's got uh, you start at fifty fifty, and then you yeah, work you work your work way down your way down from there. And I know you the heard polls. the. I know you listen to a lot of the crooked media podcasts. So maybe a couple of weeks ago, you heard that statistic. There are there were twice as many people in that arena for the national championship game between UConn and San Diego State. Twice as many people as the number that decided the 2020 election. That was that's an actual statistic. Oh, I know. Well, that that that's the way it's been the last couple of elections. Just a few thousand people Correct. shifting their votes in several states. And and you have an electoral college turnaround. I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, Hillary Clinton will go to her grave, knowing that that's what happened in in 2016. It was you know Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. It did her in because she the, lost those states by of the very, fucked up electoral moment. college, which we just can't ever get rid of for any reason whatsoever. Oh yeah, Britt. The, the founding fathers were stupid, right? You know more than that. Get a, get off of this podcast. Get off of here. You know they couldn't have gotten anything wrong. In the past thirty years, it idea. saved the Republican Party's ass by a factor like twice. It saved their ass. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. All right. So that that's why they uh, that's why they titled this piece "How to Ruin Your Day" with this one yeah. one weird trick. 